Today's show is brought to you by AdamandEve.com. Go to AdamandEve.com right now and you'll get 50% off just about any item. All you have to do is enter the code word GLORY, G-L-O-R-Y, at checkout. Be advised that this show is not for children, the faint of heart, or the easily offended. The explicit tag is there for a reason. Recording live from Glory Hole Studios in Chicago and beyond, this is Cognitive Dissonance. Every episode we blast anyone who gets in our way. We bring critical thinking, skepticism, and irreverence to any topic that makes the news, makes it big, or makes us mad. It's skeptical, it's political, and there is no welcome mat. This is episode 655. 655, baby. Cognitive distance. And when you hear this, guys, yeah, yeah, well, the midterms will be over. Yeah. The damage will... Some could argue, Tom, the midterms are already over. <laughs> Some may argue that the midterms are over before they began. I, Cecil, remain ever the... Uh, no, I've no, not been an optimist no. now for that, at least five it's, years. It's been a while since you've been an optimist. You used to be. I used to be not, such not an optimist, anymore, man. Six years. I feel like that's been bled yeah. the fuck you out really, of me. So, really, <laughs> genuinely. Yeah. You were on that machine from Princess Bride yep. and you sucked the, the optimism right out of you. <laughs> it just fucking sucked like, it right out of you, dude. Oh, my God. It's like it's like if you just, if you'd eat nothing but fucking cynicism berries for dude, six years. Dude, you what like, are you supposed to but, do? But you didn't just eat them. Like, you put them in, like, the mortar and pestle, yeah, like you know. ground them down, and then you like I'm fucking mail lining that shit. You distilled them, and then you posted it on Facebook. Yeah, and then, yeah no. I, the, the thing is, is it's like tough. one of the things. One of the things that we're gonna be doing tonight. We're recording a little early this week. One of the things we're gonna be doing tonight is we do covering the election uh, on a live stream. So we're gonna be doing that a little later tonight. We're recording early this week, and so we know by the time you get this. Yeah. You're going to be electioned out on Monday. Well, yeah, yep. You're going to be electioned out. There's not. There's no reason. So we're going to try need to cover stories that aren't the election. Right. Um, neither of us know anything about the returns as it stands. Uh, you know, I've been purposely avoiding the opening the times all day. Yeah. So I don't know. I what haven't the looked at the news look like. apps at all. I know there's several things on the ballot that will have been talked about to death yep. in other shows, and we may when we come back revisit some of the, you know, crazier races or something like that. But uh, as it stands, this show's not going to be, it's not going to be politics free. It's not going to be But it will election be election free. Based yeah. today. Yeah. And to start the day off, to start our evening off, Cecil and I tried for the for, for the first time in years. Yeah. To a little just, bit yeah. more Malort. A little bit of Malort. We tried it tonight um, just um, to remember how much we disliked it. It is yeah. far more atrocious than I recall. I know we've talked about this before yeah. on the show. So um, went to the store today, bought some Malort, brought it over to the studio. We each poured a little bit. I was not even it nervous even about it. It wasn't even a shot. No. It was like a, a quarter of a shot or a half a shot. Wow. We both did a shot and we were both like, wow, this is this is the night. This is what it's going to be today. It, it, it just felt right. <laughs> something right. something bitter and deeply unpleasant. It was a bitter pill to swallow. That's yeah, I, sure. think, I think the next best thing would be to just have some of those uh, cat piss salt-covered licorices. Yeah, right? Just, that, just, you know what? Just put them in the bottom. Like, oh, like the fucking like worm, the and, worm tequila. and tequila. Yeah. Put those fucking Scandinavian cat send us messages things. Like, I don't actually do that or whatever. So I don't I don't care if you do. I don't care. I don't care. I don't care. Do. I don't care I, you know don't. what? I don't I care don't. if it's a real scorpion in the care. bottle of your bottom. It doesn't matter. Care. Like it's not. You know what I care about though, Tom? What? I care that people donate to modest needs. Modest needs. Right now, we are involved in a charity drive. And I want to say this. We have the first hundred people that they're going to be picked randomly, right? So there's yep. 100 people that are going to get picked randomly for their roast. And then there's the top donors, which yep. is 100 people. I'm telling you right now, chances are, with the numbers that we've gotten in, we there's been a few donors. The number of donating has been of donating has been high. Yeah, we've we've raised a lot of money. We've, we've not a had a lot of donations. We haven't had a lot of donations. Yep. So my <laughs> suggestion is, your chances are probably going to be pretty good. You get in there. You get you get in there with your fifty dollar donation. I think you're probably going to do pretty good yeah. for yourself. This isn't like playing Powerball. No, right? this isn't. This isn't like 
you know, the chances of getting fucking struck by lightning while paragliding in a clown suit. You exactly, know what I mean? Right? Like yeah. it's it's a pretty good fucking yeah. chance right now. Yeah. So if you guys haven't already, grab some pennies, grab your credit card, whatever it takes, head over to modestneeds.org, do some good. Let's do some good. There's a hundred thousand dollar match on the table. We absolutely we need to hit every we dollar at hundred thousand dollar match. We have to meet We've it. We've got it's, to do it, guys. We can't it, leave that money on the table. Hundred thousand dollars is nothing to sneeze at, but you can suddenly turn that into two hundred thousand dollars with yep. literally no. I mean, you've done nothing except for donate a hundred thousand dollars. Like right. you did half the work, and you got and you got all, all the credit. Yep. And it's that's that's the story of a lot of good people's lives. That's all. That's I actually say. the story of my. You, you looked at me a lot. I did. I you looked, looked right, right at, at me. You. I looked right at you. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't see you do so those. So if you like, want to be like things. Tom, you go to <laughs> modestneeds.org and double your money right now. No, seriously, it's it's going to help people, and people need help right now. And there's going to be vul there's vulnerable communities out there all the time that need help, and Modest Needs targets those com that community and helps them. And so please go to modestneeds.org, donate fifty dollars or more, you get a roast, send it to y'all, send that proof of that receipt and. Uh, and your roast selection to vulgarityforcharity at gmail.com. And then we're randomly selecting 100 after we select the top donors. Right. So if you got a ton of money burning in your pocket, chances Be of you getting- Be a top donor. I will say, chances of you being a top donor, real good Be a right top now. donor. Real good. So go yep. ahead and check it out. I mean, you won't be the toppest donor, but you'll be a good top donor. You could be the tippy top. You'll be You close. could be a, the tip. You don't know. Yeah, I do know. That's like, There's a <laughs> lot of money. Someone donated a shit ton of money. <laughs> That's true. But you might be the second. You could, could, you be, could be that a, You could be that meme of that guy shooting the champagne <laughs> in his mouth and there's somebody really high up there. <laughs> it's okay. We're all winners. And Modest Needs needs to win, so go help him out. This is the way... This is the way I used to clean my cat's litter box until I discovered Catch It. Catch It. Well, this product is the new disposable litter box for people who don't have time to clean a cat's mess. It comes complete. Just open the box and it's ready for your cat to use. When you're ready for a new box, just throw this one away. Catch It, the easy, clean way to have a cat. For people who have more important things to do. So this story comes from the Daily Beast. Joe Rogan admits he lied about schools using litter boxes. And I actually, before we even get further than that, I want to say that that's actually more generous than what happened because he didn't actually admit to lying. Yeah. When Joe Rogan, what he did is he did that bullshit walk back your statement. Yeah. Nonsense, which is actually way less fucking honest yeah. than just admitting that you lied. Yeah, he's saying, I, he's not even saying like, I, I lied, I misinformed you. He's saying, I don't know that they actually did. Right, so let me, let me go ahead and read from this article. Joe Rogan has admitted he lied, not really, about letting furry children use litter boxes, walking back his claims from a month ago that have since been amplified uh, by Republican Senate candidate Don Bolduc. In an October podcast, Rogan told guest Tulsi Gabbard, Russian spy, yeah. Russia, they should just say, told Russian spy, <laughs> Tulsi Gabbard, okay, uh, that his friend's wife taught at a school that, quote, had to install a litter box in the girls' room because there's a student that's a furry. But now he's saying, I don't think they actually did it, attributing the whole situation to, quote, one wacky mother whom the school ignored. So that's not the same thing as saying I lied. Yeah. What he's, ba by saying, like, I don't think they did it, he's basically saying, well, you know, somebody asked him to do it. He's still in the narrative. Yeah. That's the thing about Joe Rogan is that he never abandons the narrative no. in search of the truth. No. When he fucking makes this nonsense up, he just kind of like wiggles his way around it. Yeah. And this bullshit, aw shucks, gee whiz, everyday bullshit guy that he is. I fucking hate Joe Rogan. I do too, Tom. And, and the worst part about this is this is a man that makes millions of dollars, has millions of subscribers, and needs to take that more seriously. Yeah. He needs to take that. Here's the thing. There's people all across the country that tune into Joe Rogan every single, however often he How podcasts, often? Yeah. day, every day, whatever. They listen to him. Too often. They listen to him. And he, he records himself talking for two hours. Now, don't get me wrong. If you make a mistake about things like Brazilian jiu-jitsu or whatever right. he's talking about, but you know, this, no stakes. You know some Literally of these low-stake stake things, zero. it doesn't matter, right. right? It doesn't matter when you're a regular guy talking about Brazilian jiu-jitsu versus wrestling or something. That doesn't matter. You know, it's and most of it's opinion anyway. But when he starts getting into things that can affect elections, when he starts getting into things that can affect public health, 
he needs to hire people that fact check what he has to say. He can't just put this out into the world. Right. You're a million dollar organization. You're spread, you, you have more reach than most news stations nowadays. You can't just let that go out into the ether and be like, well, I'm just a regular dude, man. I'm just yep. a regular, you're not a regular guy. You have like, you're getting paid way more than um, pretty much any yep. broadcaster in media today. Yeah, I don't understand the stupidity, just genuinely, the abject fucking stupidity of people who believe he's an everyman. Right. Nobody who is a fucking three-figure millionaire yeah. is a fucking everyman. Yeah. He's a fucking millionaire. Yeah. You're listening to another fucking coddled motherfucking millionaire. Just because the guy, like, knows how to throw hands doesn't mean shit yeah. about whether or not he's an everyday, aw shucks, blue-collar Joe like you. He's not. He's a fucking multi-multi-multi-millionaire. Yeah. And when he says shit like... My friend's wife taught at a school. What he's saying, first of all, you should always look askance, yeah. always look askance at fucking three steps removed Kevin Bacon stories, right? Who I had a buddy cares? once who knew a guy that one Jesus. time worked with unless someone it, that read a book about, get the fuck out of here. it ends in a punchline, disregard it. It's nonsense. Right? Because it could be a funny nonsense. joke or a right. funny story. But other than that, if it's a, if you're talking about fucking something factual, right. holy shit, what happened in your life that makes you believe that? Also, I want to point out the kind of possible subtle misogyny in that sentence, right? So I was just thinking, just as I was, as I was thinking about this right now, Cecil, if Sarah told me something and I were relaying something Sarah told me, I would never say my friend's wife. I would say my friend. Yeah. Right? Because... Sarah's my friend. Right. I've known her for right. 25 right. fucking years. Right. She is not somebody you who is- you knew me. <laughs> right. Yeah, that's right. I had a class with her. So like, I would not relay that story like necessarily through right. the veil of right. you. But I, I'm just pointing that sure, piece out. Yeah, but, yeah. you know, even if this were true, if in order for this to be true, you couldn't get this wrong. That's why you know he's lying, right? So if, let's play it out again. Like if it was Sarah who told me that story, Sarah either told me that story or she didn't tell me that story. That's it. It's binary. You, There's no way to come back on this later and say, oh, well, you know, maybe it didn't happen. Well, nobody told you that story then, man. Yeah. You literally invented that you invented story. It. You invented it. You created it out of whole fucking cloth. Yeah. And, and it's affecting people. And the other thing too is, there's just this weird fucking judgy thing that people do where they're just like talking about, you know, they're, they're, they're talking out of the side of their mouth about, oh, these furries or right. whatever, right? It's like this, this hyper weird thing that we do to be like, well, they dress in like weird outfits and right. stuff. And you're like, dude, people get off on all kinds of things. And this is not, first off, it's not even to say that the furry community is necessarily sexual. sexualized. Yeah. Because we made that mistake a long time ago. Got we corrected. presumed yep. that they were, that, that it, it was, was a, fetish a sexual yeah. fetish thing. And it's not necessarily a fetish thing at all. It might not be, for some people it is, for other people it's not literally at all. And, and it's just a thing that they, it's like a fandom that they do, right? right? It's like cosplay. Like, like you're not fucking the guy from Yu-Gi-Oh either, right. right? You're just like, you're dressed like him at a con or yeah, something. Right. But there's this weird thing, this judgy thing that we do, that that humans yeah, do, yeah. where they look down their nose at some other person as like, the thing that you are doing, I'm going to make it, I'm going to turn it into a freak show is mm -hmm. what I'm going to yep, do. Exactly. I'm going to I'm gonna belittle you so much that I'm going to turn what you like into a freak show. And, you know, as a guy who's liked nerdier things throughout my life, that's happened to me so many times yeah. where people like make fun of you because you like certain things. You live your life in a way that like you get made fun of a lot. And like some people can handle that damage and other people can't handle it. But but these people are like this group of people right now mm -hmm. when they're talking about this, they're damaging all these people who just want to have fun and enjoy a thing. Right. And they're making it seem like an absolute freak show. Yep. And, they're, and the reason why they can do it is because their uptight base is that puritanical Christian right crazy base yep. that is that is literally fueled by judging other people. Well, and the and the other thing that the important two important points to note here too is one they're lying about the things they're, they so, so it's not even properly judgmental. True, so it's not even just that they're coming after people who are who have an interest in something that is like nerdy and they're being judgmental. They're hyperbolically exaggerating that interest 
in, in ways that are untrue to make it even more absurd so that they're like more judgy base gets fucking more worked up yes, about it. Yes. Because what they don't actually have is a target without lies. Right. What they don't actually have is something to Very genuinely true. object to if they don't lie about Very it. Because true. if you had something to object to, you wouldn't have to lie about yeah. it. Yeah. So that's, and then also they're coming after kids. Yeah. Right. Exactly. They're not yeah. coming after grownups. They're not yeah. coming after like Tom and like how he likes writing poetry and isn't that fucking whatever, you know, like. They're not coming after a grown-up. They're coming after fucking kids. And then they do it in this way that allows them to sort of swoop in as... So they create a false narrative, and then they use kids as both the subject and object yeah, of sure. that narrative. Absolutely, yeah. And then that allows them to swoop in and save these kids from themselves and from the sort of groomers. It's like there's this entire, like self-referential or a Boris like yeah. vicious cycle mm -hmm. narrative here and none of it is honest and yeah. none of it is true and Joe Rogan reaches out and touches like a hundred million people yeah yeah man and tells them untruths yeah that he made up himself guys it's he made it up he didn't just read something funny his story is about his friend's wife yeah and it never happened. Yeah. So this isn't a something that like he read and got wrong. Keep that in mind. Yeah, this no. is not like this isn't I read and didn't vet. Yeah. He made it up. Yeah. He a hundred percent made it up. And he I there's a pit, there's a, a right now, there's a there's a commercial in the in Illinois that's been playing over and over and over again. And that commercial is Joe Rogan reading on his show all the people that would be let out if this bail thing goes through, oh right? God, so he's talking TF, about yeah. all the different types right. of crimes that will be not subject to bail anymore. Right. Uh, they'll, but the, it, but what he doesn't mention is that those crimes are still subject to the judge saying, you don't, yep. you're not going anywhere. That's a dangerous thing. They ignore I don't want, judicial they ignore discretion. Yep. 100%. And he's just like, no bail for, uh, aggravated assault, no bail for this, no bail for that. And he reads all these different yep. things off when in fact, there's going to be almost everybody's going to be fucking, they're going to be fucking taking, like yep. they're going to be held. They're going to be held without bail, yep. waiting for trial. And it's going to speed up the trial because people, do, you know, I, you put you put a white guy back there. Right. Suddenly all the stuff that they're doing to all the people of color all across the country delaying their fucking day that shit ain't going to fly if you're a fucking white Absolutely guy, Absolutely right, man. They're going to have to speed that thing up. You're going to have to speed it up. And they don't want to see that. They want to see people stuck in this system forever. Yep. They don't want to fucking see that. 100%. And, so, and he's fucking, he's playing right into the right-wing narratives, and they love him for They it love him. Because he's, he is exactly yep. what Trump said when he raised his hands out to the side and said, I love the uneducated. He's talking about Joe he Rogan. He's exactly talking yeah. about Joe Rogan. Joe Rogan, and like, be very, very clear too. Joe Rogan does this for the paycheck. Oh, yeah. He's not doing it for the lols. No, no, no. He's not doing it because of he's got some principle. He doesn't have any principles. He's doing it because he gets paid. Yeah. That's why he's a giant tool of the right. He's a tool of the right because the right writes his paychecks. Yeah. That's the only thing. The guy's a fucking $100 million Spotify right-wing shill. Yeah. That's what he's become. Yeah. And if you don't believe that, look at all the talking points the right right is stealing from him right now. Yep. Uh-huh. I'm a Mujahideen, and I'm making a scene. Now you's gonna feel what the boom boom means. It's like Tupac said, when I die, I am not dead. We are the martyrs, you're just smashed to martyrs. Allah Akbar! <laughs> oh, what man, come on. What, what, just cause I'm Muslim, he thought it was real. Holy shit, Cecil, this yeah. story from Gizmodo. Homeland Security admits it tried to manufacture fake terrorists for Trump. So this story harkens back to the anti-racism and police brutality protests through the summer of 2020. Yeah. Um, and if you guys recall that, the way that was like handled by the feds when they would swoop in in fucking unmarked vans and shit yeah, and man. just like steal, like fucking disappear people and fucking jail reporters and basically, like, violate every possible constitutional and civil right that anybody has ever had yeah, and loved. Man. If you remember that they part. Kidnap those people off the street. Straight fucking they just, yoinked You're them. just walking down the street, and they would just kidnap people. And then they and then they tried to create a narrative. Yes. 
that said that this was all a planned attack on our government from Antifa. Yep. They and tried to invent tried an Antifa to, they, they that doesn't create, really exist. They tried to create a narrative that all these, these cells were connected uh -huh. and they were out doing all this nefarious shit. And it was really, you know, there was damage in, absolutely there was damage, sure. but there was, there was damage because of the unrest that of, of systemic racism for X amount of years, right? right? There's damage because the United States has never once even bothered to even put a band-aid on something like that. In fact, they've gone overboard with trying to show how in power they are and trying to push back on every single bit of yes. reform that has come forward. All those police unions throughout the years. I mean, I don't know if you remember, do you remember that guy who's standing there uh, he's one of the guys from the police union. And there's a great video that someone has spliced of him and him at talking and the people, the beating the shit out of kid, people in the street. And he's basically like, you need to respect us. You got to respect. You remember this guy? He's I like, do. He's I like do. Yelling. He's like, yep. you got to respect. We, we put on a badge every day. You got to respect us. And he's like this, he's yep. like a hundred percent a mob boss, right? Yeah. Like he's a hundred percent a mob boss. <laughs> he is. Yeah. And, uh -huh. and that's been, that's been the police in this country for as long as our lifetimes have been. And as long as our parents' lifetimes yep. have been. So, the idea that, you know, like there, you you create this pressurized situation and shit explodes, you should not be surprised. But then to go out of your way and to try to direct, you know, your fucking homeland security to create a villain out of this exactly that you right. can then go attack yep. and point to the left and say, look at how bad all of those people are. That's fucking terrifying, it is. man. It is in, it is such an egregious abuse. Yes. Of yes, it is of, of power. Yes. It is such a, to to rather than to rather than to be led by the facts, rather than to say, all right, there is this event and it's occurring and what's causing it and who are the actors and what is motivating them. That is that is something where you'd say, okay, I want to understand the situation better, yeah. and that way we can we can stem the fire where it begins, right at the base. Instead, it's like, all right, well, I want this to be Antifa. Yeah, I want this to be Antifa, and it's not. Find a way to make it Antifa. Though. Make it Antifa. Yeah, Go out and find, because he needed a boogie. Like Trump needed, what Trump needed, and thank God he did not get, he didn't get his 9-11 moment. If Trump had gotten his 9-11 moment, George W. Bush was a fucking train wreck disaster of a president. He was horrible. He was, he was just by all objective measures, terrible. 9-11 happened and he was worshiped as the leader in charge during a moment of crisis. The nation rallies around a leader at a moment where they can identify a clear and present villain. And I think Trump very astutely recognized that if he had a clear and present villain, because think about the number of villains he's tried to sell. He tried to sell, what was it, MS-13? Yeah, when he first started, it was it was immigrants and then a specifically immigrants gang members. Right. Yeah. And, and then, but he very specifically named a specific Salvadoran gang, MS-13, and tried to like paint this picture of this very specific, I think he kept trying to create a very specific like penguin to his Batman yeah. in order for, you know, all of the citizens to rally around the same way that he saw everybody rally around W. W didn't deserve that second uh, shot at the presidency at all. No. He only got it because after 9-11, everybody rallied around their leader. Yeah, the, the country was in a, a disastrous state Downward spiral. when he left. A disastrous state. He did a terrible yeah. job. People forget how bad Republicans are at governments. They forget. They're like they, they, they think, oh, like it can't get any worse. And then a Republican gets in here like, what the fuck, fuck. were we thinking? Yep. Yeah, and it's that's happened multiple times. This is such an, it's also like, like, you know, when we talk about uh, the amount of money that you're wasting when you do something. Oh my like God. This. Like think of how much yep. money you had to pay to mobilize these people, to get them to where you need them to be. And then to try to create this narrative through their actions, because yep. they're, they, this is not, this is not something that's like uh, some sort of dossier in the background, hidden somewhere in right. some, you know, top secret. This is, this is action on us soil to attack us citizens. Mm -hmm. This is, what the fuck? This is what the fuck level. It is. And the idea that Trump uh, our, uh, uh, Trump was involved in this and then also the fucking, the January 6th, what he wanted to do with January 6th, 
It's, um, I can't believe that that guy's going to have another shot at possibly running. And, you know, watch this space because they're saying now that right after the midterms is when he's, he's going to announce. announce. Yeah. You know, this, this feels exactly, so sicking Homeland Security on people in order to create this narrative that was never true feels like go find me 11,725 really votes. is, man. It, that's his whole presidency. Right. His whole presidency. Go find was, me evidence. Yeah. So think about all the, the leads that are nothing that get chased down, mm. all the time and energy spent by Homeland Security doing literally nothing of value, nothing at all. It's finding phantom votes. It's finding boogeymen in closets that aren't even there. It's all, it's looking yeah. under beds for fucking monsters where there be no yeah. fucking monsters. Yeah. And like, we're just lucky. I think we're just so lucky for so many reasons that there wasn't another monster that we weren't looking for that attacked at the right time or the wrong time. I don't think he'd been good at it though. Like I really feel like he would have fucked it up because he was always trying to find, like you say, like he would have the answer and he would tell people, find me, find me yep. the the way to the to get to the to get to that answer. You know what I mean? Like find me that avenue. But he had it laid in his lap with the pandemic and he fucked it up. He, he did. fucked it up he so did. bad. That could have been his 9-11. 100% the it, pandemic it, it could have should. been it. It could You're have been exactly his. right. And if Cecil. you would and if he'd have been an uh, even even if he would have just had a competent secretary of state or something yep. at the time, he could have feasibly turned that into his 9-11 moment. I could unite the the people. Yep. He, he could have been lied man. for six months, Tom, about how he was trying to bring America together and we was just trying to get these vaccines out and I just want to try to save lives. And all he had to do was just not make it about himself for for That's exactly five right. months. Yep. For you're five. Right. I mean, not even, we're not even talking like a whole I year. No, you're, you couldn't be more right. Five months. You couldn't could, be more right. He could have won uh, way more votes when it came into the midterms he, you, or the, the election. You could not be, yeah, he got handed, this is a fucked up thing to say, but you guys all understand, politically, the pandemic should have been the greatest gift he could have received. Sure, he could have. It would have been a, it would have been his ticket, right? right? He had his ticket in his right. hand. Yep. The pandemic is a way to show people that you are the leader that can handle this problem. And this problem is not going away after election day. Right. It's not that it's just going to go away, but think about how he talked about it. Think think about how many times he talked about himself at those press Constantly, conferences. Always, only you know, himself. I'm yep. sure he had smart people behind him because those daily press conferences would have been a really good boon for him. Yep. And he could have really, but do you remember after like the third day, people stopped watching him? Because oh yeah, he was just, I know, I he just was yeah. all over the place and he's talking about, oh, I, you know, talking about himself. And, and talking about his enemies yeah. and how aggrieved he is and all this crazy shit. He could have, he could have easily turned that around. Yep. I mean, if he would have had anybody competent in his cabinet, he could have turned it. If well, he had a, I take that back. I, because he's surrounded himself with yes men for so long. I, I actually don't think he can find someone competent to be in his cabinet. No, because if you're competent, He'll fire you. He'll fire you. He'll, get He'll rid fire of you. you. Somebody he, he got exactly rid of right. first year anybody who would have been able to handle that yep. pandemic in the right way. Absolutely. First you're, year. You're 100 percent right. Yeah. 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 When you he filled his fucking house full of sycophants. He really did. You know what this is? It's a snowball. And that's just from outside here. So it's very, very cold out, very unseasonal. So here, Mr. President, catch this. Mm-hmm. Um, this story comes from Vice News. How Coke Industries, is it Coke or Koch? Coke. I think it's Coke. Is it Coke? It's C-O-C-H, so yeah. people will correct us. Uh, so how, how Coke Industries, fake scientists, and Rush Limbaugh invented climate denial. This is a great article. It's a longer form article, but it really describes the, the, the way that climate denial was not some grassroots conversation among scientists and disbelievers yeah, right that this was absolutely an intentional propaganda campaign mm -hmm. by people who work hand in glove with industry mm -hmm. in order to manipulate public opinion to continue to fund industry they made they made a conference to try to get all these people together an industry conference mm -hmm. to try to get this doubt and these people recognized the amount of money that they could make in that industry because this guy donated $20 million to the cause to start it out. I mean, he he bankrolled the initial push and people realized how much money could be made in that. Think if you're the dissenter, you're the dissenting voice, you're that one dissenting voice. Right. We do this weird thing 
where we always pretend that there's two sides to everything. Right. And those two sides are equal. They're an equal side and they get equal time. And, and this is not an equal, if you were to do this for real, what you would do is you would have a hundred scientists and you would say, okay, let's get a hundred scientists. They all get 10 minutes and we have the one scientist who is against it and right. the 99 scientists who are all going to read the same thing over and over and over <laughs> again because it's all settled science. Right. Yeah. This, I was thinking that this, this might actually be the first great disinformation campaign yeah. of the modern era. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. I, I really think like this is, sure. this is like this, this moment of real raw intentionality mm -hmm. to mislead the public yeah. in order to sow the seeds of doubt and create a political wedge issue. Yeah, for sure. This was like, it was like the Republicans looked at this and said, we can seize upon this as another abortion, as another yeah. political wedge issue. We can say, how are we going to reach the blue collar workers in the uh, coal mines in West Virginia who have always been Democrat? How are we going to reach those guys? Well, we'll make this about energy. We can make if we turn energy into a wedge issue. Yeah, then we can take these people, and I think they were wildly successful. Yeah. Wildly successful in what will turn out to be one of the greatest calamities of could, of all history. It could be the greatest tragedy of humankind. It could be. It could be. It, it could be our extinction event. Right. I mean, it could be our extinction event. This is our. This is our. This could be our last gasp. If you look at you know the way people are talking now about. This is not a thing we're talking about future times now. We're talking no, we're about, in it now. We're talking about right now. Yep. Things need to stop like right now. Things need to change right now. This isn't a 2030 plan. This is a 2022 plan. Yep. And it needs to happen right now. And so we're in we're in situations now where these things are these things are escalating at faster speeds than than the scientists even guessed. Yep. Yeah, they're escalating way faster. Um, you're right. It could be the worst thing that ever happened to us. And it's money. It's literally money Just that money, has man. fueled this forever. And the wedge issues, you're right, the wedge issues all across the board, they've been trying to get these wedge issues so that they can get into the minds of the voters and make them feel something emotional about this particular yes. race. And this is one of those things you start looking at possibly removing their livelihood uh-oh, big deal. And the, and they can get so many people against them, even though there's a chance that they might never, or they could, you know, go into something else that's, you know, renewable, but they don't, they don't, they don't ever, they don't ever talk about any possibilities. It's no. never any possibilities. It's only what's going to, bad is going to happen to you. You know, I have people that I know that are, they're, you know, right now they're climate deniers, essentially climate deniers. But a long time ago, when that, movie that that Gore put out. An Inconvenient Truth. Inconvenient Truth. Yeah. When he put that out, they watched that movie and they were 100% convinced. 100% convinced. They thought for sure climate is changing. They're absolutely changing. And for a couple years, mm. they were very conscious about that. And they've been, they're the Republicans in my life. So they're right. Republicans, I know. And they changed their mind on this. Really hardcore. And over the years, and now they think it's fake. Now that they, they've been told enough times by the media sources they believe right. that it's fake, that it's not real. And they just believe it. They just believe it without, you know, even though the only person telling it to you is some guy in a suit that's paid to tell it to yes. you. And yeah. one scientist who's making a shit ton of money off these industries versus every other scientist. Yep. Versus every other scientist. You would never... You would never do this with your car. You would never take it to three different places. And then the one place is like, no, man, your car's fine. And the other two are like, no, man, your fucking engine is about ready to blow. You would immediately be like, you know what? Two of them say that this is, or three of them, or four of them, or five of them. Because I, when I say two of them, I, what I really mean to say is a hundred of them, yeah. you know, are saying this is, you, there's something seriously wrong. Your gasket's yep. ready to go. And you're, and the one guy's like, no, man, your car's fine. Just go, you got it. No, I, I don't need to charge anything. It's so funny because we both, as, as humans, I think we both don't do this all the time in other ways. And then we do this constantly in ways that, and I, so it's almost like, it, to, to use the car example, it'd be like looking on Yelp for reviews and all the reviews are good reviews for, for this business. And there's one outlier. And being like, 
I'm going to believe that outlier. Yeah. That lone wolf is telling the truth. That guy's the whistleblower yeah, right. about, right. you know, ABC restaurant. Absolutely, yeah. We don't do that in we our regular lives. We don't do that. But the only exception is when we uh, we do do this when we all want the conclusion to be something. So I'll give you another yeah. example. Confirmation bias. Confirmation like, bias. Yeah, yeah. So this is a well-studied this is a well-studied phenomenon. People that buy cars continue to read reviews about the car they bought after they buy the car. Oh, interesting. And they read reviews specifically to seek out positive reviews. Huh. To validate their purchase, to make themselves feel better about it. So if you're somebody who is invested in a certain way of life, yeah. what are you going to read? Right. You're going to read the climate denier shit. Yeah. And like, none of this is real science. None of this is genuine or honest. None of that. All of it is disinformation invented by rich people to get more rich. Yeah. And to stay That's, rich right. forever. Yeah. yeah. And like, it's not like the fucking Koch brothers were ever going to be not rich, no matter what happened. So think about the level of evil that's involved there. Fucking A, man. Right? Yeah, no kidding. Even if if you're the Koch brothers and you've got however much money and then all of your fucking money gets wiped out of the fuck and it doesn't get, we even work like this, but let's say 100% of your, yeah. of your uh, money in energy got wiped out, but you're still fucking rich. You're still a multi- You're still rich. These motherfuckers are killing us and ruining the planet and doing this damage not- so that they can, not even so they can stay rich, so they can stay excessively rich. Yeah. What do you think it takes to change people's mind about climate? What do you think it, do you think that it has to get to the point where it's really, really dire, where the, the sea comes up two feet and starts, you know, where, you know, because we're already in a place where we're seeing massive changes in weather. Mm -hmm. We're already seeing huge you know, giant icebergs floating into the middle of the ocean and melting. Yep. We're seeing, you know, polar ice Massive caps disappear. Hurricanes. We're seeing migration of animals, animals be all wonky and shit. So what, what has to happen? Is there anything? Is yes. there a, okay. I think it, I, but I think it's extreme. I think when you go to turn on the tap and water doesn't come out. Yeah. I think when you can't take a shower just because you want to take a shower, I think when you're, rationing your fucking water. Yeah. When you're walking around thirsty, but then people will get it and it will be too late. Right. Well, it's going to have to be too late because right now you look at some of those reservoirs like Lake Mead and things like that. They're, yeah, they're, they're gone. Almost. They're almost gone. They're yeah. down so, so low. I mean, look at Salt Lake. Salt Lake City is a great example of why I think people are shit and we're not going to fix this problem. Salt Lake City is shrunk by two thirds of its original size. Two thirds of, of Salt Lake of the Salt Lake, not Salt Lake City. Two thirds of this Great Salt Lake is gone. All the all the roads are like a it's miniature. Just, <laughs> Everybody's driving around in half size cars. <laughs> <laughs> no, like two thirds of the Great Salt Lake is is now gone. Yeah. And that what feeds the Great Salt Lake is snow runoff. So yeah. snow snow sure. in the from the mountains. Yeah. It melts in the spring. It runs off. It feeds into the into the lake. Two thirds of that lake is now gone, and they continue to build at a frenzied pace in Salt Lake, yeah. even though those same people will acknowledge that, yeah, this lake is running dry and we don't know what's going to happen. And when it run dries, it will, what runs dry, it will kick up sandstorms of toxic metals. So the bottom of the Salt Lake is full of antimony and copper and uh, um, arsenic. And like when that salt bed dries out, mm -hmm then the winds will whip across it and there will be great big salt or, or sandstorms full of these toxic heavy wow. metals. And it will it's be- like Mad Max and it shit. Is, it's going to be Mad Max style and they know it. They know it. They and know a, it. They're still building. And they're still building. I will point out that they did pray about it though, Tom. They did, you're I right. I, I, now I, I feel stupid. I, I didn't want to bring it up and so make it So when I said silly, they did nothing, but I, did, I forgot about that. I did want to mention with my very, very easy sarcasm that <laughs> they did pray about it. They so, did. They prayed. Yeah. That's what you got to do just to make it today. <laughs> that fucking guy, that guy just like, everybody, I don't care what fucking faith you are, join hands with every fucking believer out just, there and just fucking, just, just, you want to grit your teeth and furrow your brow and just like squeeze organs that don't exist <laughs> and pray as hard as you can. That's so Just good. clench your fucking oh, third geez. eye, balance Let your chakras. Let me tell you something. You better get a fucking, you better buy a timeshare somewhere else. <laughs> Thank you. Then what are you doing? Gary, there are no Thanksgiving songs. Like, what do you mean? 
look, I've been trying to figure out a good Thanksgiving song that I can parody, but none, none of it's working. Okay, look, look what I have. Okay. Over the river and through the woods mm-hmm. to adamandeve.com. Okay. The horse know the way with glory you save through white and drifting calm. That's fucking terrible. I, I, I know. Hold, hold on. Use code glory for savings, especially for foreplay things. Oh, make your balls ring a ding-a-ling-ling. Hooray for Thanksgiving Day. Horrible. Truly horrible. Really? There's nothing there? No. I, I know. Oh, no. Okay. Well, I got another one. Hold on. Mm-hmm. Dildo on my jaw. Ta-ta-ta-ta. Dildo on my jaw. No. Ta-ta-ta-ta. Suck him up. Flick him up. Rub it till it's raw. No. Everybody likes no. a dildo no, on no, my no. jaw. Okay, stop, stop, stop. Right. No turkey in the straw parodies, please. Just stay away from that. Oh, oh no. Yeah, okay. Um, uh, maybe just puns. Uh, uh. If you want to be turf-fucking, okay. then get stuffed over at adamandeve.com. Okay. Why not go in for an extra slice of pump and pie? Yeah. Then use code GLORY and get 50% off almost any one item at adamandeve.com. Okay. You want three gifts for a happy Spanksgiving? Yes, I reused it. Well, then use code GLORY at adamandeve.com and get one, two, three. Three free bonus sexy gifts. Mm. You'll be screaming, fry my Brussels sprouts and give me your cranberry sauce. Jesus, never eating again. Oh, you want flavor? How about six free pumpkin spicy movies? Like this one. Help, stepbrother. I'm stuck in the turkey. Ooh, that pops in my thermometer. And don't forget to also get another slice of pecan. I see your dick. Uh, sorry, pie. By that I mean free shipping. This is a special offer for our listeners that want to ladle their hot gravy on someone's mashed potatoes. That doesn't really... Okay. Uh, when you use code GLORY, G-L-O-R-Y, GLORY. Ian, fine print. Why? That works fine. It's understandable. Ian! This is an exclusive offer specific to this podcast, so be sure to support our show and use code GLORY to get you not just 50% off, but also three bonus sexy items and six movies and 100% free shipping. Code GLORY. That's G-L-O-R-Y. GLORY. Go to adamandeve.com right now. Now get on your knees and eat this cornbread. Ian, fucking hell. Take me out of the oven, I'm done. <laughs> Happy Thanksgiving. Happy Thanksgiving. Oh, right. Happy Spanksgiving. <laughs> Bye-bye. Hello, everyone. First, breasts, 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 breasts. And second, come, 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 come. That doesn't exist, by the way. It's a serious disease. I don't know exactly how to have sex since I wasn't informed, and I'm probably doing it wrong. No doubt, I owe some apologies for that, and I'm trying to learn. Delete. This story is fascinating. It comes from Yahoo News. My brother is so far gone. How male influencers turned the men in these people's lives toxic. So the manosphere, something manosphere. we just kind of learned yeah. how to yeah. name. A couple of weeks, maybe a couple months, months ago. Months ago, yeah. Yeah. And so there, there's a, there's a huge number of these sort of toxic male influencers. Yeah, yeah. And they've grown in popularity. There's a Samuels guy who I didn't know about until I read this article. Yeah. There's Andrew Tate, who I had heard about and listened to a few of his things on yeah. YouTube. Like, Were like they interviews. great or super great? Holy shit, Cecil. <laughs> Have you heard the guy? Well, I know he's been canceled from a ton of places. Canceled everywhere. Canceled but he can still come on other people's shows. But yeah, he can go on. A, but but I know his all of his revenue stuff then he, he was making a lot of money because he had yeah. he had tons of people who were following. There's a, the Manosphere is big. And Huge. the last time we posted something for the Manosphere, we had a bunch of people come in and comment and make comments about us. Um, and I want to address those people because I know you're going to show up the moment this gets posted. You're going to show up and you're going to talk about Tom and I. And you're going to say some things that I know for sure you probably didn't think through. And I want to talk, I just, I just want, I just want to, I want to bring them up before you type them out. So before you waste your energy, just, just give me a second. You, you're going to come here and you're going to talk about sort of Tom and I's level of testosterone. And you're going to, you're going to bring it up right. and you're going to say, Hey, these low T guys, I just want to say, I don't spend my time on the comment section of YouTube wondering how much testosterone comes out of another guy's balls, okay? That's not something I do. That's not something I obsess over. So I just want you to look inward. Just, just for a second, just look inward and, and just consider your, your weird 
ranking system for fellas and just maybe just look inward for a half a second. You know, you're an alpha, you're a sigma. To me, you're a ligma. Ligma balls, okay? Ligma balls. Tom, go ahead. Yeah, yeah. The, this, this manosphere stuff is the world's most pathetic gathering, it, right? Genuinely this is, is. This is. This is a bunch of uh, misanthropic losers yes. yeah. who gather together sure. online. They have no social interaction. They have no social spaces that mean anything to them. They are absolutely bereft of meaningful, joyous, personal, and interpersonal contact. Yeah. They're garbage trolls that fucking crawl from their basement mm -hmm. over to their fucking computer to fucking jerk off 13 times a day and then watch people tell them how fucking alpha they are. I, I, That's the manosphere. And it, and it is, and it is, these people probably could do very well in the world if they weren't tuned up by these awful human beings telling them that they deserve this sort of life and that yeah, they're, you know, right. they're that they're the alpha and teaching them how to be an alpha. I don't even know what the fuck that means. It, because it means nothing. It means because nothing. it means nothing. It's it invented. What it is, it's, it's a way to get gibberish. those idiots to give you money. That's right. what it is. Yep. It's a fucking con, man. And they've been conning you people for so fucking long. And you just like, you just believe it. Just yeah, outward, believe it. And there's even groups out there where they started these groups where they're trying, these people are like, we found out about it in a book we read recently. There's these groups out there where they've been conned so bad from the manosphere that they've started like quasi anti-manosphere groups yep. because they've been conned so bad and out of so much money by these dudes who don't fucking care about you and want to have some sort of weird ranking system of dudes and want to put other people down and talk about how bad other people are and otherize a bunch of other people. And they these guys wind up in these big, they wind up in these support, essentially support groups because they <laughs> fucking wasted all their money. Yeah. All this is, it, it, support group is the right thing, except for that this is essentially therapy for people that need therapy that aren't getting it. They're getting therapy from unlicensed yes. yeah. hucksters sure. instead of from, yeah. so so one thing I want to acknowledge, because the article actually does a good job of pointing out, and I think it's honestly true, is that there is a need. There, we, we, Socially, there are people out there who are hurting. Yeah. There are, and some of them are men. Absolutely. And they are hurting and they are lonely and they Absolutely. are socially awkward and they are unable to connect with their fellow people. They're unable to make meaningful connections with women. They don't know how to be in the world. And so what these guys do is they don't label it something femi like therapy, right? They come along and they preach this gospel that women are boogeymen. Yeah. And here's how we manipulate them. And here's why you, you fucking basement dwelling loser are actually not a basement dwelling loser. You are some kind of both alpha and victim at the same time. You are, and they yeah. always, they, mm -hmm. the, the story only plays if you are both uh, naturally the alpha, but also victim and subject to the whims of a group that somehow you see as less powerful than you. These people look at women, Such a weird, right? It doesn't make I don't any know sense. How you get there, but yeah. because because the 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 amount of fucking the internal like, logic right, doesn't work. It yeah. can't. It can't it doesn't work. work. It's nonsense. What they're doing is getting bad therapy from con men who are there to take your fucking money, take your dollar, in man. order to make you feel they're better. Take your dollar, but it doesn't actually make. The thing is that therapy is not something that should make you feel better. If therapy is something that should make you be better, yeah. That is what therapy is actually going. Growth is hard. Right. Growth hurts, yep. man. Yep. Growing as a person isn't it's not easy. good. It's, it's not, not. It doesn't not like easy. feel nice. It's not somebody being nice to you the no. whole time. No. It's growing is hard, man. So they don't give any of those hard messages. They don't. They don't actually connect with people in ways that say, "Hey, you know what? If you're having a hard time, maybe it's you, and you should change. And here are things you can do that are going to take a long time and are going to hurt." And they're going to require you to change in order for people to say you're worth spending time with. They don't do any of that. Instead, they otherize people. They put them into categories. They teach these basic manipulation techniques. They tell you that you are both a victim and naturally superior, which yeah. like you can't square that circle. Yeah. You can't square it. And it turns people into complete shit. Yeah. It turns people into total shit. And these these folks have followings, man. Huge followings. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Huge followings. And, and it's this group of people 
they're stuck in this, they're stuck in this sort of like rerun where just their their whole right. life is just constant and they're and they're constantly getting this reinforcement from these people, but their life never changes. Right. Right. So they constantly get and this advice and this re but it's never gonna change if you don't treat other people as people. Right. Like you're never gonna, it's never gonna change for you, man. I'm I got, you know, hot take here. Treat other human beings as humans. Yep. You and know what? Suddenly your life changes. And even if it works for some people, and it won't work for most, but even if it works for some people to create meaningless short-term gains. And what I mean by that is like, maybe you're successful in picking up a wound from the bar and having like a one-night stand or something with her. That is the same thing. I learned this when I was in sales. There are people that can make a sale and then two days later, the customer returns it, right? They don't want it. They feel like somebody sold them. You lose that sale. And then there are people that make a sale and earn a customer forever. If you go into any kind of an approach with another human being without the desire to help them, yeah. without the desire yeah. to see what they want and what they need and to be of service yeah. to them, if you do that, you're successful in all kinds of parts of your life, sure. right? Because it naturally draws people to you because you're listening, yeah. because you're connecting with people on a real level, Man, you're because right. you're reaching out and yeah. saying, hey, I'm not here to sell you a bottle of fucking Malort. I'm here to sell you. I'll you never know, buy that. Bottle. I would never I'll buy a bottle. I'd beat you to death. With that <laughs> but you know what I mean? Yeah, I do, man. Yeah, it's it's the right. difference between like trying to capitalize on somebody you're and right. sell them something once, and yeah. trying to earn like trying to earn something through trust. And to and to listen to these people who want to turn human beings into objects. Absolutely, they're terrible people. They're, they're garbage, just terrible they're trash. people, and they and they're doing it because they think it's going to sell to you, and they think you're going to buy it. Mm -hmm. Because they think you're stupid. Yeah. They, like, that's they, the thing. Yeah. They, they, they think you're stupid. The final equation is they think you're yes. stupid. Right. Yeah. All right. So I want to read this story. Uh, it's one of the stories from uh, of some of the men who've sort of fallen into the toxicity of the manosphere and how it's changed them. My father's gone from a man who minored in women's studies in college, who was kind and in touch with his emotions, who treated all people, men and women, around him with kindness to a man who says that whenever he sees an effeminate male stranger, he gets an overwhelming urge to murder them. What? Yeah, and I just want to pause there. That has to suck to feel rage all the time. Yeah. Like, like you cannot be a healthy person and feel violently rageful all the time. That is not, that cannot be a, a joyous space to live your life yeah. in. That guy is already losing, right? Yeah. No matter what you think of the manosphere, that guy, he's losing. He is unhappy. That is not a happy space. I used to work out downtown in a in a group, like one of those group workout yeah. type things. And there was this effeminate guy who I used to work out with all the time. He was better looking than me. He had a better body than me. He lifted more than me. He was nicer than me. Had better hair than me. Sure. Like, all yeah. of those things were true. Right. Every, every one of those things is true. And it's like, Part of me wonders, are you just jealous? Like, are you yeah, just uh, fucking jealous of, of that? For sure. Like, I don't know what, what is wrong. Like, yeah. what's what's the problem? Right. Yeah. I. It. Why are you so threatened by what, somebody else? What could that person do to you? Right. I, I don't even like, there's people in my life that have done really bad things to me. And I don't think that about. Them. Right. People yeah. I know that I don't like that. I'm right. like, you did some really shitty stuff to me. And I don't feel right. this murderous kind of rage. rage? Like, I, what, what, I mean, I get it if you saw the guy driving. I understand <laughs> that. But <laughs> the the idea that somebody, that the way somebody expresses like how masculine or feminine they are is a trigger for you. Yeah. Is really a commentary on how insecure, insecure you feel you are. Exactly. about your own masculinity. That's exactly it. Yeah. That's it. It's the same thing when we get the comments about us, like how, how uh, unmanly we are. And you're just right. like, you're like, you're the one grading manliness. Right. Like you're, you're the one who's so desperate. You're grading manliness. You're judging some weird masculinity Look contest inside, that nobody man, is having. Because it's you that's uh -huh. insecure. It's right. you that's insecure yeah. about all this stuff. I have never worried about never, my masculinity. Never, not a moment in my life have I worried silly about, fucking thing how, to worry about how much of a man I was to another man. Right. Never once in my <laughs> life has that happened. Uh, it was right around 2016 when it sort of began. That's when he started slipping. He got divorced from my mother in 18 and then got bad in early 2020 when the pandemic hit. It's been incredibly damaging for my queer younger brother oh, who lives no. with him. See, that's what it's it a is. Nightmare. That's what it is, though. He's upset about this particular thing in his life. Yep. And it makes him raging mad. And yep. that's why he's raging mad against other just random exactly. people. Because again, it's externalized. Yeah, he's he's just it. And again, 
What could fix this? Therapy. Yeah. Therapy could 100% fix this. Guy goes in, I get fucking, I'm so mad at my son because he's gay and it makes me crazy. And then they go, well, let's pick that apart. Why? And then they suddenly have a deep, hard conversation about yourself and about your history and about your past and about all the things that make you super mad. And then fucking, maybe you get better from it. Right. Maybe you reflect for two minutes. It literally can be fixed with fucking therapy. Yeah, and you, you only have two options, right? So you can either live in a world where nobody is effeminate. That's not going to happen. <laughs> or right? change yourself. Or yeah, you've got two options, man. Well, because, you're absolutely right. Because you've got like, two options. You, you're, one is not going to happen. You're yeah. not going to wake up and all the people yeah. that you find distasteful for whatever weird, unfair reasons, you're never going to wake up and be like, all the disfa- distasteful people are gone. So throw that away. So you're either actually going to live in rage all the time and just be mad and die young and have a fucking heart attack. Sure, yeah. So like, I'm going to coronary yeah. myself. Or you just fucking fix your you shit, fix man. yourself, man. You fix yourself. Just fix it. Just you be recognize like, there's something wrong with the nugget. Right. And you got to get it fixed. You got to talk to somebody. The fuck, man. He loves podcasts. He listens to a lot of podcasts, all far right, all the time for like 13 to 14 hours a day. He's a massive fan of Joe Rogan. I know he's listening to Andrew Tate. He's just some sort of gone off the deep end within the last year. His spiral has reached its climax. Part of the toxic masculinity that my dad exhibits has been homophobia. He forces my brother to listen to all of his homophobic, anti-gay, anti-women podcasts every day and then quizzes him on it and told my brother he's never going to amount to anything and a queer man isn't a real man. I wish you could just tell him that I love him and I want the real him back, but if he continues down this path, I'm not sure how long I'm going to be able to maintain a relationship with him or how long he's going to maintain any relationships for that matter. It's getting to the point where he's about to lose his whole family. And he will. And, and he, he will. will. Yeah. He will lose his whole family. You know, you have nothing but loss in your future if yes. that's what you do. Absolutely. You have nothing yep. but loss if you won't fix yourself. Yep. Nothing but loss. And you'll deserve it. Yeah. And like, to be clear, if you don't do the work and you externalize all of your rage onto other people, if you're willing to hurt other people because you hurt then you deserve that. They are right in leaving you behind. They are right in not putting themselves in that position. You have earned that. Yeah, you earned it. You earned it. But also because these sketchy-ass oil companies, which are basically like legal cartels, are intentionally limiting the supply of gas because they know the demand is so freaking high that if their supply is freaking low, then they could just jack up the prices, dude. Yeah. And they know that we are slowly becoming less and less dependent on freaking fossil fuels. (laughs) Manipulative-ass bitches, dude. This story comes from Common Dreams. House analysis confirms corporations use cover of inflation to raise prices excessively. Yeah, man. So part of what's going on, as as we all eat the shit of inflation, and as we all eat the shit of the solution to inflation, right? So just a little little background. As inflation has continued to climb, it's still above 8%. um, The tool, the big tool in the Federal Reserve's toolbox is to raise interest rates. They raise, that's the, the interest rate they raise is the rate that banks borrow money at overnight. So they raise the overnight rate of borrowing. When they do that, the rate that consumers pay increases, generally speaking. It's a little oversimplification. Generally speaking, the rate that consumers pay increases, which means your credit cards get more expensive, car loans, home loans get more expensive. The reason they do that is to slow down the amount of spending to reduce the demand side of the equation in order to bring inflation down. That is the big tool that the Federal Reserve has in the toolbox. So the reason that interest rates have gone up, the reason that you know buying a house now is a 7.2% interest rate instead of a 3.25% interest rate, which is what it was in March, the reason that buying a car just got more expensive, the reason that your credit card bills all just went up over the course is because that's the tool the Federal Reserve has to hit the brakes on the economy to reduce the demand side of a supply-demand equation, right? That sounds great until you look behind what's happening. What's happening here is not primarily a supply-demand problem. What's actually happening in the background is that corporations are raising prices to achieve higher-than-ever margins. So it's not that the prices have gone up and their expenses have gone up. If, If the prices went up and their expenses have gone up, then their margins would stay the same. Yeah. Then but, that's like inflation across the board. Right. Yeah. Right. Everybody. So they, that you know, if it costs fucking Ford twenty thousand dollars to make a car, 
and they sell it for $30,000, they have a $10,000 profit. If they sell that car, they, if it costs them $25,000 to make that car because of inflation, and then they sell that car for $35,000, well, the same margin, right? Yeah. So they make the same. If, and I'm, I'm talking about margin in total dollars, total not, dollars, not, not percentage dollars. Please send, don't email send Tom me that. a message and let him fuck, know exactly what guys. that number fuck is. Fuck you guys. Let him know what that number is. But what's really happening is it now costs them $25,000 to make that car, and they're selling it for $55,000. And they're pocketing the difference and blaming it on a supply-demand problem, which it is not a supply-demand problem. Yeah, Man, we've known this forever, that big business and business in this country, especially business that can manipulate like this and, and, and hide behind this, they're bastards. They're bastards and they're out for money. And we, you know, with the amount of money that that we have invested in the stock market and in quarterly gains we have created this monster that needs to have these these high yields every single quarter every quarter's got to be better than the last quarter yep. it's, it's it's projecting up it's it's that exponential going up that peak it's got, it's got to stop eventually. It's got to stop. You've got to start looking at your business as a more sustainable business rather than a yes. business that's not, that's just like, we just got to keep going. Because there's eventually you can't do that. Like, like the, the, it just, it, you just can't get to always all, it, infinite growth. That doesn't work, right. okay? And, but, but for many, many years, there has been growth. And people seem to think that we can keep going up with that infinite growth. And that's a real problem. And that, and that fuels the idea behind business to make these kinds of decisions to essentially take money from the, from the people, even when they really don't deserve it. Yeah. Well, you know, and if you look at the uh, profits, again, not the revenues, but the profits that the big oil companies have posted this year. Oh, yeah. They are posting record profits. They have never made more profit, not more revenue, more profit than they are making right now. Yeah. This is the, this is the fucking, this, all the fucking champagne is in the air right now over yeah. at BP and yeah. Shell. Yeah. They are making more money. Now, it's not because the supply costs more that they make more fucking uh, profit. In fact, they should be making less profit. They should be making less profit, profit because some amount of demand goes down when prices go up, meaning people drive less. Yeah. So they fill up their cars less. People do more discretionary pullback on that stuff. The thing is that they look at this and they realize we've been charging consumers less than the full amount that they can possibly pay. They look at a, a moment like this as an opportunity psychologically to continue to push and to test the water to say, you know what? Maybe we never have to put gas at $2 a gallon. Maybe gas can all, maybe people will always pay $4 a gallon. Why should we ever go? Why, go, why ever go down? Doesn't yeah. matter what the supply side yeah. now does. They will charge you for every commodity that you buy. Keep in mind that you don't pay the correct fee for it. You pay the maximum amount that a corporation thinks you will buy. Sure. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. They do, they price every price for every product you've ever bought is priced at the exact highest level they think you will buy it for. And they are hiding behind inflation to push prices up to see where the consumer breaking point sure. is. Yeah. And, you know, we don't tax them. So they right. get it on both ends, yep. right? So like they're making a shit ton of money and then there's also a ton of money that they make that's that's barely taxed or not taxed. Yep. So they find ways and loopholes through our own tax system to not pay taxes into the kitty and all that money just goes to them and then they're just like, cool, let's just put it in a big pile and fuck it in. <laughs> that's it. Yeah, man. That's it. This is profiteering. That's exactly That's it. what this is, and, is profiteering. And, and, and you know, you put you put people in office that continue to make uh, no gains whatsoever on corporate taxing. You know, we just we keep on doing it over and over and over again. You yep. know, like when, yep. especially when the Republicans get in and they get to make the tax plan for a couple of years. Hundred percent, man. Oh man, one hundred percent. Fucking that is champagne caviar and making it rain on a stripper's ass, baby. They cannot wait. Wow. Yep. They yeah, cannot so, wait. But this is this is one of those. They're things gonna where fucking rent the party limo. Exactly. That's what's gonna. It's they're gonna <laughs> party limo that's kind of smells like fish all the time. It's like what happened in here? What is going on? What? This was a battleground. <laughs> <laughs>
There's a certain musk there to really this. Is. There There's really is. There's a musk. Why is the seat sticky from here to all the way <laughs> over there? So we are going to wrap it up uh, this week. We are going to be doing a live stream. Hey, you can catch us being depressed, probably. <laughs> if you want to go check out that, that, we that won't YouTube. Be depressed. That YouTube uh, from last week, we, we're going to do a two-hour live stream uh, hoping Thomas Smith from uh, Serious Inquiries Only and Opening Arguments and Dear Old Dads can join us for an hour or half an hour or something. So we're going to do a couple hours. Uh, go check it out if, if, you, uh, if you want after the fact. I'm sure we had a lot of fun. Uh, but that's going to wrap it up for this week. We're going to leave you like we always do with the Skeptic's Creed. Credulity is not a virtue. It's fortune cookie cutter, mommy issue, hypno Babylon bullshit. Couched in scientician, double bubble, toil and trouble, pseudo quasi alternative, acupunctuating, pressurized, stereogram, pyramidal, free energy, healing, water, downward spiral, brain dead pan, sales pitch, late night info docutainment. Leo Pisces, cancer cures, detox, reflex, foot massage, death in towers, tarot cars, psychic healing, crystal balls, Bigfoot, Yeti, aliens, churches, mosques, and synagogues, temples, dragons, giant worms, Atlantis, dolphins, truthers, birthers, witches, wizards, vaccine nuts, shaman healers, evangelists, conspiracy, doublespeak, stigmata, nonsense. Expose your signs. Thrust your hands, bloody, evidential, conclusive. Doubt even this. The opinions and information provided on this podcast are intended for entertainment purposes only. All opinions are solely that of Glory Hole Studios, LLC. Cognitive dissonance makes no representations as to accuracy, completeness, currentness, suitability, or validity of any information, and will not be liable for any errors, damages, or butthurt arising from consumption. All information is provided on an as-is basis. No refunds. Produced in association with the local Dairy Council and viewers like you.